What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrero, going to be here with you for about the next ooh, 40, 45 minutes or so to break down everything we saw in this game. As you know, 49ers fall. They lose 17-10 to the Arizona Cardinals. They are now 2-3 and three on the season. I want to remind you before we get going here, again, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Subscribe to the Niners Nation YouTube feed as well. If you have time, take an extra 30 seconds or so. Drop us a rating and a review. It's a small thing you can do, but it makes a big difference for us. So really do appreciate it if you can do that. We have a ton to go over. We want to hear from you. Drop us your comments. Always, we will take them all show long. The good, the bad, the ugly, everything. We're going to get into all of it for the 49ers. And look, I mean, this one is its frustrating. It's disappointing. Um, but it comes down to a couple of situations for the 49ers. Mostly self-inflicted penalties, to be honest with you. Self-inflicted wounds, penalties inability to convert on third and fourth downs some really weird play calls and some spots by Kyle Shanahan that I was really not expecting um just things the 49ers need to do to help themselves to help their rookie quarterback drops another thing we saw again today you know the Niners are not good enough to overcome this stuff they're just really not and so that's what you saw I mean the Niners were Let's see, 3 of 11 on third down and 1 of 5 on fourth down. And some of those fourth down calls were absolutely crazy, just wonky. The comments coming in, I mean, you, you're coming for Kyle Shanahan's head. It is unbelievable. My, my timeline, my Twitter feed was getting just pounded. Kyle Shanahan was getting killed. Um, we'll get to all that. Let's start with Trey Lance if we could. Let me look at the final, get the final numbers for you. Now that the game is over, 15 of 29 for 192 yards, no touchdowns, did throw a pick, was sacked twice, uh, 16 carries for 89 yards for Trey Lance. And I have to say, like without Trey Lance, this 49er team would have been buried, buried in this game. The offensive line was putrid. Alex Mack, Daniel Brunskill, and Mike McGlinchey can't – they're like a rusty gate on the right side of the offensive line in the middle there with Mack. Like, it is hysterically bad. Kyle, uh, Kyler, excuse me, Trey Lance was under pressure constantly. There were so many plays where he had to drop back to pass, make three guys miss, and then look for a receiver downfield or again try and run. Like, it was pathetic by the offensive line. And, you know, Levin Black, who co-hosts the show with me on Thursdays, who hopefully is going to hop in here as soon as he puts his daughter to sleep, you know, he's tweeted out like, oh, the 49ers need to overhaul their offensive line. And I pointed out like, guess what? We already did that. We drafted a guard and a tackle this year because they knew the problems on the offensive line. They can't play those guys. Those guys are so bad, apparently. Not only can they not play, well, I shouldn't say both because I think Moore actually does dress for games, but Aaron Banks doesn't even dress. He's been a healthy scratch every week. Second-round pick, healthy scratch. Like, the 49ers are so good, they don't need second-round picks? How could they be worse than the people we're seeing out there? How could they be worse than that? Like, Daniel Brunskill stinks. He couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie. So, that's what I saw this game. I saw a 49ers offense that could not get out of its own way. 
And there was one drive that had three holding penalties on one drive. That's 30 yards, 30 extra yards that you have to try and overcome. Like, you're not doing that, man. You're you're not doing that. It's too hard. Lots of swear, lots of swearing about Mike McGoochie. Mike George watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Self-inflicted wounds and terrible play calling. Yeah, I, there were some questionable play calling. There were some drops. Um, let's start with this. Let's start with Trey Lance. I want to throw it out to you guys. Let's see if I can whip up a, a banner really quick. I want to know, what did you think of Trey Lance in his starting debut? Because it wasn't perfect, which is what I have said throughout this whole thing. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be pretty. But that's the ride we signed up for, and that's what I tweeted during the game. Like, yep, he's going to miss some guys that are open, and he's going to make some plays that you didn't think were there. He's leaving some plays on the field, but he's taking yardage from other plays. Look at the first two plays in this game. And I, I tried to tweet it out, but then he threw the interception of the first possession. But my point still stands. First play of the game, Lance drops back. Immediate pressure. What does he do? He steps up, he scrambles, 14-yard gain. On a bad play, a play that the 49ers offensive line lost. They gained 14 yards in a first down. Next play after that, he drops it off to Kyle Juszczyk. Just a quick little shot in the flat. Juice runs for 16 yards. In two plays... They had 30 yards. That was more than they had in some first quarters this entire season. And that was two plays. So, again, the thing about Lance is he can make something out of nothing. And that's really what you like. Um, Now, again, he threw the interception on their first drive, too. The ball was high. He threw an interception on a play. It looked like he had at least 10 yards to run and scramble. I think, oh, see, look at this. Batman 29 watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Trey mediocre. Now, if you're saying this game mediocre, I could understand. If you're saying, like, as a play caller, you don't think he's any good, I think it's way, way, way too early. Call me Chivo watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Trey can create chunk plays in ways that Jimmy can't. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we were missing from this offense, and we saw it in this game multiple times, whether it was his legs or whether it was extending a play and rolling out and then throwing to Debo or throwing to somebody else on the run. Brandon Ayuk. We had a Brandon Ayuk sighting in this game. Imagine that. What is this? I'm sorry. I'm terrible with reading uh, usernames. Excuse me. Aegis... A Jisa Niners fan? Sorry, watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Lance played his first game against one of the best teams in the league and held his own. He'll be just fine. I, I tend to think so. I mean, he didn't look great, but he didn't look terrible. It's his first game. He's barely played. The Niners offense can move the ball with him. They can be successful with him. There were opportunities to win this game, thanks in part to an amazing, amazing defensive performance, which I know a lot of you were coming for D'Amico Ryans. His defense played great. Let's see. What is this from Kenneth Garcia watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page? Jimmy would have had a similar game minus the runs, plus he would have got sacked away more. That's not a similar game, dude. (laughs) Kenneth, do you realize what you're saying? So he would have had a similar game minus the runs and more sacks. That's a totally different game, as a matter of fact. The 49ers offense would have been non-existent because Jimmy would have gotten sacked multiple times and the defense would have been on the field more. They would have been tired and it would have been a totally different game. Peter Burge watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. McFloppy needs to be benched. That's, of course, about Mike McGlinchey. Yep, he was absolutely benched. Oh, what, what? CRVG Vander. 
watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Lance is not ready. What does that mean? Like, what does that mean he's not ready? Why? Because he had some balls tipped at the line of scrimmage? Like, what? I don't understand what these people that magically think, like, there's some sort of switch or there's some sort of, like, fairy that comes down from the sky and says, okay, now I dub thee ready? Like, what does that even mean? But Because he didn't win? What if he won the game and completed through two passes? Does that mean he's ready? Like, I don't understand that. He's not a finished product yet. Like, do you do you not see what needs to happen? He has to play. He has to get reps. There was a situation late in this game, a fourth down play, where the Niners needed to convert. I think it was like fourth and one or fourth and two. Cardinals sent an all-out blitz, essentially. Lance didn't see that he was going to have a free rusher, so he didn't have, like, the urgency that he needed, as Mark Sanchez pointed out in the broadcast. And the throw was tipped and incomplete. I think it was the last fourth down they had. He's going to learn. He, he'll see that now. It's on film. Now he'll he'll learn that, he'll adapt, and he'll get better moving forward. That only happens if he plays. Do, do people not understand that? Like, he has to go through some stuff. That's why I and Levin and a bunch of people wanted him to start the season as the starter so that he would go through those things earlier in the year so that by the time we got to this point, he would have some of that under his belt. Right, He would have some of that experience. He could learn from some of those mistakes. And he could make those mistakes against teams like Detroit and Philadelphia instead of having to play the undefeated Arizona Cardinals on the road in his first start. So, Zach, watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page, Lance has lots of potential, would look way better if wide receivers could stop dropping balls. Amen, Zach. Mohamed Sanu, I'm looking right at you, man. I am looking right at you. He dropped a ball that Lance delivered. It was, I think it was third and 11, right in between the coverage. Perfect ball. It, was, it wasn't was a spiral, but it was right where it needed to be, when it needed to be there. Perfect ball placement. Sanu drops it. And I know people say, well, it's not a spiral. Lance has got to throw a better ball. The ball hit the guy in the hands in the perfect spot. You're a professional wide receiver. Catch it. Like, that's it. It's that simple. Catch the damn ball. You ask your quarterback to deliver the ball on time, in the proper position. Lance did. Sanu dropped it. I don't know why Sanu is getting these balls on third down instead of Brandon Ayuk. That's a whole different discussion. Um, but I, I don't want to put this game on Lance. Uh, let's see. Bryce James watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Lance has raw talent but really needs to start refining it. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, we can you know, we can talk about that. He definitely has things he needs to rein in. I tweeted out early in this game, his throwing motion is incredibly long, and that's why I think he had three. Let me just double-check really quick. Four. Four tipped passes in this game because the defense, the coverage, secondary, and defensive linemen and linebackers can see when he's throwing the ball. So they get their hands up. And, and as much as I criticize Jimmy Garoppolo, he has a fantastic release. It's super quick. Lance is the complete opposite. So you're going to see some tip balls with Trey Lance in there. That's part of it. Paul Perryman, how do you refine your play? Exactly, Paul. You play. So... I mean, and that's going to be the big thing coming out of this game, right? And I hope somebody asked Kyle Shanahan. I'm going to try and keep my eye on the post-game press conferences. Um, I know he's he's talking right now, it looks like. I can't listen to it and talk to you guys at the same time. They're going to ask him about the quarterback situation. He's either going to say it's Jimmy Garoppolo or he's not thinking about that now. They have the bye week. This is why you have to keep playing Trey Lance. You absolutely 100% have to keep playing Trey Lance. There's no point in going back to Jimmy Garoppolo. No point at all. I just had a good comment. Uh, Here we go. Andre watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. This kid is raw, but they need to let him play. What would be the point to throw Jimmy back in there? This kid needs to learn. Amen, Andre. Nailed it. 
Nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. What is the point of Jimmy Garoppolo? You think this 49ers team is a Super Bowl team? Are you serious? Absolutely not a Super Bowl team. No way. And don't talk to me about two years ago. I'm done talking about 2019 right now. It's not the same team. The secondary is not as good. The defense is not as good as a whole. Like, no. Stop talking about 2019. It's 2021 now. Get over it. So you, you got to think in terms of the future. You got to think about what's coming next. What's best for this team this year? Flynn West watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. There's no possible way putting Garoppolo back in week seven is the right call. 100%. 100% I'm there with you. Now, I'm seeing a lot of comments from you guys and ladies about Kyle Shanahan. So I'm throwing the question out there. Who disappointed you the most? <laughs> I think I know who it is because the play calling was head-scratching at times. The 49ers were one for five on fourth down in this game, right? One of The first time they didn't get it on fourth down, it was Lance up the middle, quarterback power, which I'm sorry, I'm tired of that, man. Kyle's got to get more creative with the quarterback run. Start watching the Cardinals, what they do. Start watching the Bills. Start watching the Chiefs. They do some cool creative stuff. Like, you got to mix it up a little bit. The quarterback power up the middle is going to get Trey killed, and he took some big hits in this game. Big hits. One of them came on the next fourth down play. They're in the red zone. They're at the goal line. Lance rolls out. He was looking to throw. Nobody was open, and he takes off near the goal line, and I – I swear, the first thing I do in that situation is I look and I say, all right, is it one-on-one? Because if it's one-on-one, you're like, you know what? That's okay. Like, go for it. Maybe you, you bull rush the guy. Maybe you jump over. Maybe you spin. Whatever. You get enough momentum going. Lance is 6'4". One guy might not be able to stop him. But there were three Cardinals there waiting in the end zone or right at the goal line for Trey Lance. And he runs. And I was like, maybe he should jump. And he didn't jump. And he got crushed, crushed at the goal line. And he comes up an inch short. That was the difference a lot of the game today. The fourth down plays where the 49ers were a yard short, a foot short, an inch short. Those drives keep going. It's a different game. So, you know, that's that's how close they were. A lot of you guys that are down on Trey Lance, a lot of you people that are down on Trey Lance, you might feel differently if they had gained an extra yard or two. Now, some of those, I think, are the Kyle Shanahan play calls. The one that killed me, that killed me was it's fourth down about midfield and they run juice. They run him in they, the same play they did earlier this year. He runs in from the side, he gets behind the snap and he tries to sneak it. Like here's the thing, Kyle, it worked once, but it's not going to work again cuz the second you do that, everybody knows what the play is, right? You're not going to have juice drop back and throw a pass. So everybody knows what's happening at that point. The Cardinals were there, they sniffed it out and they stopped it. I don't like that. One of the things I liked from Kyle Shanahan is he was aggressive all game. Fourth down, I think almost every fourth down that was even remotely close, he went for, which I love, which I've been screaming about. He did it. He did that. Those are the right decisions, even if you don't make them like they did today. That's the right call from Kyle Shanahan. Now I think he needs to learn a little bit how to use Lance, how to incorporate that. Michael Schroeder, watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page, says, definitely not Kyle Shanahan. He did not disappoint. No complaints with him recreating his play calling from the Super Bowl with Atlanta. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, see, okay, here we go. John Andrew Leon. 
going for it on fourth and four and not pinning them was criminal. First of all, you, pinning them is not guaranteed, okay? So forget that. Second of all, you put the hands, the ball in the hands of your best playmakers. That's what you do as a coach. You're supposed to put your players in a position to succeed. You don't punt the ball and hope that Kyler Murray doesn't come down and come back on you. You put the ball in the hands of your best playmakers. And that was part of my criticism with some of his fourth down decisions was he was taking the ball away from Lance. He took the ball away from Lance on that Kyle Juszczyk play. No, 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 no. Give it to Lance. Let him do something. He can throw it. Maybe he can run. Whatever the case may be. You drafted this guy third overall for a reason. You think he's one of the most talented players you have. So let that talent shine. And sometimes Kyle didn't do that on fourth down. But I love that he went for it. Here's something that jumped out to me that was super frustrating. Is the average distance on third down. Now, this was with a little under 13 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So it might not be 100% accurate. But it gives you a good picture of, of what the day was like for the Niners anyway. With about 12 and a half minutes to go in the game, the average distance the 49ers had to go on third down was 10.7 yards. So think about that, right? Usually it's 10 yards to get a first down. But the 49ers were so bad, their average yards to go was more than 10 yards on third down. Like, you cannot put any quarterback in that situation consistently and expect to win, let alone a rookie quarterback, let alone a guy who didn't play football all of last year, save for one game. It's hard to ask him to overcome that. And I think that came from penalties mostly, but that is a really, really tough ask of any quarterback. And that's how the 49ers ended up in the situation they were because they, they couldn't get the third down. So they had to go for it. It was fourth and short because they would gain some yards on third down. And it came down to the fourth down plays. And, and like I said, one for five on fourth down. That's how you end up losing this game. So, yes, it was because of penalties, Ernest. I see that comment. So it's a really, really frustrating game for the 49ers. I'm frustrated because what happened to the running game? If it weren't for Trey Lance, I felt like the Niners' run game has really not been good this season. I don't know if they just missed Raheem Mostert or what the deal is, but it has not been good. Portola45 watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Kyle feeling the pressure. He looks rattled. I don't know if he's rattled, but... He, I, you know, I said this earlier this year, play callers get into slumps too. And I think Kyle's just in a little bit of a slump. He's just not quite himself. And I think it's, you know, he's got to break out of that. And I think part of it is he's got to get used to Trey Lance too. He's got to get a feel for what Trey Lance likes to do, for what Trey Lance's tendencies are. Everybody's got to get a feel for Trey Lance. Everybody's got to get used to each other. Again, it's why I wanted Trey Lance to start earlier in the year. So that all this stuff would have taken place by now, but they didn't. And this is where they are. So we'll have to find out. You know, maybe that happens quickly. Maybe it doesn't. But this is where the 49ers are right now. They have to move on to the next chapter here. Turn the page on Jimmy Garoppolo. Let Kyle get used to Trey Lance. Let Trey Lance get used to the offense. Uh, they have to to go to do anything else would be a step backwards. I'm just looking. Matt Mayoko for NBC Sports Bay Area said he believes it will be difficult for the 49ers to go back to Jimmy G after Trey Lance's first NFL start. Now that's important, and let me tell you why. Because Matt Mayoko doesn't say or do anything that makes the 49ers mad. That's not what he does. 
They literally linked to Matt Mayoko's articles on the 49ers website. And I don't mean that as a dig at Matt Mayoko, but I'm just stating facts here. When the team is linking to your articles, you're not going to do anything that ticks off the team. And so for Matt Mayoko to say that it's going to be hard to go back to Jimmy G might be a little bit of a clue that maybe the 49ers are going to stick with Trey Lance as I welcome in my co-host on the Gold Standard podcast on Thursdays, Levin Black. What is up, Levin? I was just talking about how Kyle or uh, how Matt Mayoko said after the game it's going to be difficult for the 49ers to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo, which I think is significant because Mayoko is, let's just say he says a lot of the things that the team wants huh. to get out there. Yeah, that's an interesting. Uh, that's my biggest worry right now, like immediate future, is whether or not Kyle goes back to Jimmy because if he does, it's a waste of time. It's a bad thing for the team, in my opinion, both current and future. I think Trey Lance is better than Jimmy. And if he does that, then the it's past a warning sign for Kyle Shanahan as a coach. It's a immediate and permanent red flag. And I think if he goes back to Jimmy, it's not a question of uh, whether Kyle is doing a bad job. It's a question of whether or not Kyle should be the coach. Oh, wow. You're you're at that point right now. Uh, with the way this team has regressed? Absolutely. I was, I mean, was going to ask you after we got into it. Mm-hmm. My question coming out of this game is, is Kyle actually a good coach? Wow. Okay, so I, I think it has been, to be asked at this point. People because, have been coming for Kyle Shanahan. Like in the comments and on my Twitter timeline, like people are done with – Comment. Look at this comment from Jeff says, where is Levin ready for him to go off on Kyle Shanahan? Here you go, Levin. Look, he's gotten to pass three years out of four because of injuries and needing to rebuild the team in the beginning. This is year five. There's no excuses. There's no get out of jail free cards. It's year five. And it's not just that the team is not winning. It's the way in which they're losing that has me the most concerned because I want Kyle to succeed. But the fact is this team has regressed offensively massively they are worse offensively than every year but maybe the very first year under Kyle Shanahan when you know Brian Hoyer was out there and CJ Beathard as a rookie was out there so that to me is really concerning and then you look at who has regressed the defense hasn't really regressed it's offensively it is offensive players the offensive line much worse that whole right side of the offensive line. I killed him already. <laughs> that, that might be the worst right side offensive line in the league. They are straight up garbage. Like, th- there's there's no denying that anymore. There's no denying that McGlinchey gets whooped every time. Whooped. J.J. Watt ate their lunch today. Yes, he did. He blew up multiple plays, even if it doesn't show up in the stats sheet. Right. If you watch the game, he got crushed. How about this comment from Sergio watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page? Kyle is a coordinator, not a head coach. He's not a leader, period. Do you agree? I don't know if I can – like, I can't answer that question yet. I, I want to see how the rest of the season goes. Well, really, I want to see how the next couple weeks go. I think there's going to be a lot said on how this goes because – I think at this point last year, he got a pass because of the injuries. Mm -hmm. And I think he got a pass in the locker room because the locker room knew better than anybody how terrible the injuries were and how it's impossible to win with those. I don't think he'll get that same pass this year. And if the next few weeks don't go well at coming out of the bye week and they're sitting at, you know, two and five, two and six, how that locker room responds will be more telling than anything else because 
if that locker room starts to turn, it's over. Like once a coach loses the locker room, there's no coming back. But my main point is that I've been thinking all game long is offensively, what is the excuse? Because you got all of these players who are supposed to be coming into their prime. You know, you have Kittle coming into his mid to late 20s. That's supposed to be prime years. Look, you can say he was injured. He's been banged up every single year. So I don't think that that explains everything. Like he was not doing a lot. He wasn't having explosive plays. He wasn't doing much prior to now being on IR. You look at Ayuk. You could say he's regressed. I question whether or not he's regressed and whether Kyle just refuses to utilize him. And to me, that's the biggest negative for Kyle is Ayuk came in and he made a couple really tough catches and did what we saw out of him as a rookie. So why is he not being utilized? Why is Travis freaking Benjamin being promoted <laughs> off the practice squad? Yep. And if it, if it was a long distance situation where they wanted deep routes, Ayuk was off the field. Um, Ayuk's biggest advantage is deep balls. Like that's what he excels at. What what is going yep. on there? Like that, that's that's where I'm at right now. That the offense has regressed in a big way, and a lot of individual players who should be sitting at a point where they're still going up in their career due to age are going down. And when that happens to me, that is coaching that when a lot of players are in a downward trend and yet they're in their twenties, the coaches aren't doing a good job of developing or the players are just bad. And I don't think the players are just bad, not all of them. And then on top of that, what happened on offense today? It was a whole bunch of mental errors. It was undisciplined crap. It was missed blocks it was holding penalties left and right. It was, I saw multiple times where Trey Lance went to, to uh, do a play action and Mitchell wasn't there. Mitchell was already going on his pass route. So whose mistake is that? They're both rookies. So that's not, you know, the worst thing. But there were so many mental errors in this game offensively. And when there's that many and it's uh, the entire team, you know, with the drops, with the wide receivers, with the offensive line playing complete garbage, with the miss. Uh, communications between Lance and the running backs, that's the entire offense. And when it's the entire offense like that, making mental errors, it's the coaches. Like the players still get some blame there. You can split it if you want 50, 50, but when it's the entire team making mental errors and a lack of discipline and concentration, the coaches aren't doing their job either. So, your mood's not about to improve much. Cam Edmond tweets, Kyle Shanahan disputes any notion that Trey Lance is assured of staying in the starting role. Not if Jimmy Garoppolo calf heals after next week's bye. Quote, nothing's changed. It's just one game was a tough loss. We'll talk to our whole team and see how we can get our whole team better. Here's how, Kyle. Don't play the quarterback that sucks. How about that? Like, just a thought. Play the better quarterback. You know, this- you know what the follow-up to that question should have been? What the team, the team will talk and figure out how they do better. How do you do better, Kyle? That's what they should ask him. How does the team scheme better? Because the game plan wasn't good and the coaching isn't good. You know, I just covered all that. So why doesn't Kyle look in the mirror and figure out why he is doing crap, like running an identical play with juice. That is a trick play. When you run the same exact already. (laughs) Yeah. When you run the same exact trick play within three weeks of each other, that is flat out bad coaching. That's like high school level crap where, well, teams don't probably haven't seen this because high school teams don't study film. It's the NFL. Yeah. Like the moment juice 
started to head for the line That's, and yep. get under center. Every mm-hmm. single person, whether watching on TV or the defense, knew what the play was. It's no wonder it didn't work. And you saw that. Now, 58, I, I tweeted at the time, 58 was offsides on that play. Yes, he was. You're right about that. He, he completely went early, and they didn't call it. But he literally went early because the moment he saw Juice under center, he knew Juice was running. So he just started running at the at the uh, line of scrimmage. Yeah, that that's just terrible coaching. There's no there's no around it. So Grant there's Cohn just around it. Just tweeted this because Kevin watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page says Jimmy's better than Trey at the moment. Well, Grant Cohn just tweeted this: Trey Lance produced 83 percent of the 49ers total offense in this game. Without Trey Lance, the 49ers offense would have looked worse than what you saw in this game. It would have looked worse. He yeah. was getting pressured all day. He was exactly. under under fire. Like, did people realize that Jimmy just would have gone down and it would have been another one of those quarters like we saw where they had one first down or no first downs? Like, uh, and again, it would have been a six plus sack day. Like, the offense would have been destroyed by sacks. Yes. And even if, even if, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo might be better than Trey Lance right now, which I'm not convinced at all. I'm not willing to concede that at all that that is the case. It's not about right now. It's about going forward. It's about what's going to be better for this franchise in the future. And clearly, it's developing the guy you draft. You spent three first-round picks to draft. Like, do people not get this? Am I taking crazy pills, Levin? Who are these people that think that Jimmy Garoppolo is somehow going to, when he's 30, going to magically make this leap that's going to, you know, take the 49ers to the promised land? I think the question everybody needs to ask ask themselves before anything else, ask yourself whether or not you think this is a playoff caliber team. Whether what you've seen in the last five or the first five weeks is a playoff caliber team. Because if you know what you're looking at, the answer is no. It is not a playoff caliber team right now. Could they improve some? Yeah. But when you have a team that's not even playoff caliber after five weeks, it's all about the future. It's no longer about this season. It's about what's best in the future. Now, could the Niners still squeak into the playoffs? Yeah, I, I could still see them getting the, you know maybe ten wins, you know if, if they get some lucky breaks. But as is, this team has no chance of winning a Super Bowl for certain. And I would not give them great odds of making the playoffs. And when that's the case, there's no reason not to play the rookie zero. So if your answer to that is this team doesn't look like a playoff team, then you should not be bringing up Jimmy at all. The Jimmy, the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo love that Kyle Shanahan is displaying like as soon as he said nothing's changed the response should be why not like the the follow-up to that should be why not Kyle that's what I don't understand like and so we have to just sacrifice games now so what's he going to wait until the 49ers are eliminated from the playoffs and then delay Trey Lance's development even more like I've said it a zillion times what must be done eventually must be done immediately Get rid of the roadblocks for Trey Lance's development. Right, Kyle's got to get hammered on this, man. I don't know what the hell the 49ers right. press corps is you doing. You need multiple media members willing to ask the tough questions. Do because your the problem is you only get job. one or two. Right, you only get one or two questions. And so what's been happening, if you've actually seen the video, uh, you'll see Grant Cohn ask a question that Kyle doesn't want to answer. Yep. Uh, a tough question. And he'll smirk and he'll basically skate around it. And Grant Cohn will ask a follow-up to it. And Kyle will give him a half-assed answer where he doesn't fully answer it, and then the rest of the media room refuses to touch it. Yeah, you know, and what that, that that's what that's what a coach can do. If it's only one person who's willing to ask those questions, he can get around them because he knows the follow-ups aren't going to be there. It needs the rest of the media members to hold him accountable and ask the follow-ups. Like the question, it shouldn't be one question 
to Kyle. It should be, you know, why, why not? Why would you go back to Jimmy and let him answer it? And when he says what he has to say in that situation, which, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a bad quarterback. He's the best quarterback on this team, blah, blah, blah. The follow-up to that is then why did you trade three first round picks to go to quarterback? Why did you chase Stafford? Why did you, Supposedly inquire about Tom Brady. Why have you been chasing a quarterback for two years if Jimmy Garoppolo is so great? Why is Trey Lance here at all if you think Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback? And he's going to say injuries. And you're going to say, well, what the hell reason do you have to think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be healthy going forward? Again, he's hurt again. Like, that's the thing. It's two different, you know, in the offseason, they do one thing. And then now they're doing something totally different. It's like, were you not? part of the front office decision-making in the offseason? Did somebody else trade for Trey Lance? Because I'm pretty sure it was you. Because I'm pretty sure you make all the decisions, Kyle. Like, he needs to get crushed for this. Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback. Why? Kyle, look at the game today. How much more fun was the offense today, Levin? They were running Lance up the middle. They were doing deep passing plays. They were doing plays deep down the field, outside the numbers, deep comeback routes. Like, holy crap, we can use the whole field. Imagine that. We don't just have to throw down the middle between the hash marks. Like, you would think from Kyle's perspective, it would just be more fun to have a game plan where you actually have some freaking options. And it's like he's got to be dragged, kicking, and screaming to the right decision. Like, I almost wonder if Brandon Ayuk is going to try and club Jimmy Garoppolo's knee in the locker room so they can stick with Trey Lance so he could catch a damn pass. You know, a couple thoughts there. One, why didn't they spread out more? When they late in the game finally went to, like, four wide receiver sets, guess what? The offense scored a touchdown. (laughs) Like, that's what we know of college quarterbacks coming out of college because every single offense in college is a spread attack. You know, it might be a little bit more pro style, but they still run three, four wide receiver sets a massive amount of the time compared to the NFL. And so you can help them transition by running those because what it does is spreads out the defense. It creates more gaps in the defense. So it's easier to find holes in the defense. And when you have an athletic quarterback, it actually gives him a lot more opportunity to find running lanes as well. So why not run that early on in his career as he learns to be an NFL quality quarterback? I don't get why Kyle won't adjust. And you saw that this week when he said the offense is pretty much the same, whether it's Trey or Jimmy. And the reaction to to that should be they're not remotely the same style of quarterback. So if you're not changing your offense to fit your quarterback's best abilities, then you're failing as a coach. But the other part I wanted to get to is, you know, if you're sitting here saying – that it's on the players. If you're somebody that's not throwing criticism at Kyle and you're saying, well, Kyle can't control holding penalties. Kyle can't control missed blocks and missed assignments or dropped passes from the wide receivers. You're correct. He can't control that. But at this point he's in year five. So the players that are on this roster, he's handpicked. So if Brandon Ayuk is not going to live up to his first round status, that's a missed pick by Kyle Shanahan. And you know, Kyle Shanahan wanted him because he literally was seen on video celebrating when they got him. If McGlinchey, is going to continue to be terrible and have holding penalties and get his butt whooped and allow sacks, then guess what? That's on Kyle, too, because he drafted him. And if McGlinchey is that bad, you should have replaced him by now. You should have had a quality backup tackle so that you could put him in if McGlinchey is getting his ass kicked. Like that, that, there's no excuse here for Kyle anymore because the team is his. He built the team. So if the players are bad, then he failed at building the team. If it's not on the players, then it's on him. He doesn't get an out here anymore. 
no matter what, he shares a large bit of the blame. Everybody does. Like the the only person I don't blame is like, well, I shouldn't say that. Actually, I shouldn't say that because the defense played great today, Levin. Again, the defense played great. Like, do people realize that the Cardinals have been dropping 30-plus points on everybody? They dropped 38 on Tennessee, 34 on Minnesota, 31 on Jacksonville, 37 on the Rams, and only 17 on the 49ers. And they had to fight and scratch and claw just to get 17 points. Their last touchdown, I mean, the 49ers defense, they were right there. Kyler Murray made two great throws to DeAndre Hopkins. The one in the end zone, like the defender is right there. So the defense absolutely did their job. This was the best they have ever played against a mobile quarterback in the Shanahan era. And it's not close. Kyler Murray didn't do anything on the ground in this game. He was sacked multiple times. He had absolutely nowhere to go. He had seven carries for one yard in this game. The defense is good enough. It's not 2019, but as I said before you jumped in, Levin, I'm done talking about 2019. It was two years ago. Forget it. But this defense is good. It is playoff caliber, in my opinion. The defense brought it today. The offense didn't. So let me make one comment about 2019 before we stop ever mentioning it, because I had this thought too. When I started going through all the players that have regressed, do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is as good as he was in 2019? Because he's clearly not. So even Jimmy Garoppolo has regressed. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a complete failure by Kyle Shanahan. Every bit of it. He is not making good decisions. His play calling is questionable. He has, like, complete head scratchers. Like, what the heck are you calling that? He has plays where you can predict the play. Like, I, I, I posted about one in the first half. Because you had juice coming in motion from the left to the right with Trey Lance in an empty backfield. Well, okay, it's going to be a run to the right with a quarterback keeper and Juice is going to be the lead (laughs) blocker. Like, he's literally run that three or four times in recent weeks. Like, if I can do that, you know damn well that the NFL defense knows what's coming. Like, I don't get it. He is incredibly predictable all of a sudden. You know, it's not every single play, but it, it, it seems like once a drive, I know exactly what the play is going to be before the snap. Just based on the way they move, they lined up, and the motion prior to the snap. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't know what's happened. Because when's the last time that you have seen a play where you went, well, that that's the Kyle magic, you know, where somebody just got completely uh, wide open. Like, even last week's Debo touchdown, that wasn't phenomenal play design. That was just a completely blown coverage by Seattle, a cornerback making an incredible mistake. But early on in Kyle's career with 49ers, there were constant plays. There were two or three every single game where you're like, you know, that leak out to Kittle, you know, that, that's Kyle Magic or, or one of those, you know what I mean? And I, ha- I haven't seen one this year. He has not been as good or or he just hasn't adapted. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's still trying to run the same stuff that had been successful for him in the past. But his system has been out there for multiple years now. Multiple coaches around the league run it. LaFleur runs it in Green Bay. The Jets are now running the system. Obviously, McVay runs it as well. Like, that Shanahan system is out there. And no matter what system you have, defenses always will adjust to it. There's always a counter for everything you do. So then you have to change it. You have to tweak it. You have to modify it. You know, there's a reason the West Coast offense has stuck around as long as it has. But it's not the same offense that Bill Walsh was running. It it evolves and changes. And maybe Kyle's offense has to do that. Um, You know... I've been seeing a lot of this. All the Kyle 
all of the Kyle employed when his dad was coaching are better coaches. What does that say? Okay, I don't quite understand what you mean there, but I've seen a lot of people talking about like nepotism with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan no. is a great no. offensive mind. He's a great offensive mind. Okay, You're meaning everybody in the Mike Shanahan coaching tree has found more success than Kyle Shanahan. Whether that is uh, you know McVeigh who was employed through Kyle or um, Matt Lafleur in Green Bay. Or the other Mike Shanahan ones that came prior to uh, Kyle Shanahan, they've all found more success than Kyle Shanahan. I, I've seen that uh, starting to get kicked around the last couple of weeks. That there we go. Every single one of Mike Shan- Shanahan's coaching tree people, or I shouldn't say every single one, a large majority have found more success than Kyle Shanahan. Yet Kyle Shanahan's supposed to be, you know, the best of the bunch. It, well, when pr- they all proof is in the pudding his... on that. When point. they all are running his system. I could see why he would get the credit, but at some point, like it's got to result in wins. Like you said, the honeymoon is over. The excuses are over and okay. See now people are just trolling. Zach Taylor is not better than Kyle Shanahan, Carlo. I'm not even putting that on the screen. You got your other comment on the screen. No, thank you for that. Um, Nick Bosa dominant in this game. He's an absolute monster. He, he hurt his arm or his wrist and something in this game. He came back yeah. to play, but we'll keep an eye on that. Cause as we saw, George Kittle came back to play and now he's going to be on IR for the next three games. And and on that, it's not three weeks, people it's three games. They changed the rule. So the bye week doesn't affect that. He right. has to miss three games, which I went on a whole George Kittle rant on Twitter and got everybody mad at me too, but I don't want to do that now. Cause we're talking about the game. Here we go. How about this from Chris Maldonado? Play Ayuk or Sherfield over Benjamin. I don't understand why they weren't starting. The Travis Benjamin should not have seen the field in this game for any reason. Why unless, was he on practice squad if he's so good? Unless the other receivers got hit by a bolt of lightning, there's no reason for them to be on the field. You know how many plays? There were literally four wide receiver sets that had Debo, Sherfield, uh, Sanu, and Benjamin. You're telling me there's four wide receivers on the field and Ayuk's not one of them? <laughs> That's just Kyle being asinine. Like, there's no if and ands or but. Sorry, I'm cussing so much on this one. But asinine is not a cuss. <laughs> oh, good, good to know. <laughs> I'll just abbreviate abbreviate it sometimes. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, like you have four wide receivers set and Ayuk's not out there. And that actually that play, I believe, was the play. It was a play or two after Ayuk's big catch where he broke free. And then he pulls them and has four wide receivers out there. And Ayuk's not one of them. It's like, what? What are you doing? And there are a lot of three wide receiver sets, like a lot more, probably 20 plays of three wide receiver sets that Ayuk wasn't one of them. Like, just inexcusable. So we asked for, on the Niners Nation Twitter handle, at NN Podcasts, we asked for your three words to describe this loss. <laughs> Shanahan is struggling. That one is pretty obvious. No words disappointed from Christina. That's pretty good. 49ers beat themselves from Kenny Young. Where was the one I had that I liked? Oh, here it is from at Kenneth Baker 97. Kyle kind of (laughs) sucks. The heat is on Kyle Shanahan. I said going into this game that I thought this was the most adversity Kyle Shanahan Mm -hmm. had ever faced as 49ers head coach. And I, I have to say, like, I loved the process from him in this game. You know, How long have I been screaming that he needs to go for it on fourth and short? You know. And he went for it on fourth and short again and again and again today. And it wasn't like, do we do we run the punt team on? No, run him off. Like, he had a plan going in, and he stuck to it. Now, like I said, I didn't love the fourth down calls, a lot of them. Yeah. But the process was good. So maybe... As, as everybody's coming for Kyle Shanahan, and I understand it, I get your frustration, the offense wasn't good enough tonight, I hear you. 
but maybe it's going to take time for Shanahan and Lynch to learn each other, to get better, and to gel. Like, maybe it's going to take a couple weeks. This is week one here of a guy that we picked to be the franchise quarterback for the next 10, 15 years. You know, this is week one, game one. Maybe we need to just slow down a little bit. Is so that what are fair? your three words? My three words to describe this game, keep Lance in. That's it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Keep him in and give him the damn ball. He should have the ball every third down. Unless it's like third and one, he should be throwing. Fourth down, I want the ball in his hand. I don't care if you run it with him, if he throws it, whatever. None of this juice crap. Put the ball in number five's hand. Hmm. That's it, man. That is it. Let me look at some of the more three words because I always like these. People, if one of them is a swear, I can't read it, people. I'm just <laughs> just throwing that out. Stop committing penalties. Yes, please. How about that? What was the penalty count in this game? It was something like seven uh, penalties for 60 yards, I think Yeah, it was. they're almost all freaking holding calls. Too. Holding and pass interference. The 49ers have, I think it's 10 pass interference penalties this year. They lead the league in that category. That's a crusher, man. It's a crusher on offense, and it's a crusher on defense because they get the yards, they get the first down. It's it, it, That is so frustrating, the penalties. Yeah, that, that, that derailed so many drives. Yes. And the worst part was there was that one drive, I think it was towards the end of the third quarter, where they had a holding penalty. It was first and 20, and Trey Lance gets them the first down. And then the very next set of downs, yep. they get another first and 20, and they can't convert that time. Like, there's no quarterback in the NFL that is going to consistently move the chains when it's first and 20. Like, <laughs> you, you just can't do that. It's inexcusable from the offensive line. There are quite a few people on this roster that I don't think should be on this roster after this season. And that that's the realization I, I've had over the last couple of weeks. There are certain people that have not gotten better They've gotten worse, and they weren't that great to begin with. Like, the wide receivers, you bring back Debo, obviously. You bring back Ayuk. Although, if Kyle is going to continue to not play Ayuk like he is, just trade him because there's no point. He should get more press on that, too. Yeah, he should. Hey, Kyle, what the hell, man? Brandon (laughs) Ayuk, you traded up. Why is he not a bigger part of your offense? You can draw up screens and, and gimme plays to any player that you want, and you do it for Debo, and Debo's been great this year. Why haven't you done it for for Brandon Ayuk? Like, it's like they're scared. And these are issues that come up every single week. If it's a one-week thing, I could see, like, okay, maybe you don't want to make a big deal out of it. But, like, this is five weeks in now. And Brandon Ayuk is an afterthought in this offense. Yeah. That is inexcusable. How much draft capital and money has this team invested in the wide receiver position? And, like, today, for example, Debo had three catches. Brandon Ayuk had two catches. Mohamed Sanu, two catches. Travis Benjamin, zero catches. Like, that's not a, that's not good enough, man. That's not good enough from your wide receivers considering all the capital you've thrown in there. Yeah, like, I feel like Kyle has this philosophy that if you do something to upset him, the carrot that he can take away from you, so to speak, <laughs> is playing time. And that is peewee football-level coaching. That, oh, you did something I didn't like? Well, I guess, you know, you get to sit for a little while until you listen to your coach. Now, yeah, there are certain situations where you should bench a player because they're, you know, publicly speaking out, you know, and causing distractions. Ayuk hasn't caused a single distraction. There's not a single public thing we know that he's done, period. You don't punish the team. 
You know what I mean? Like if Ayuk said something that Kyle didn't like, you know, I, I've thrown it out there as a possibility. Maybe Ayuk was vocal about Lance needed to start from the, from the beginning because those two worked out all off season together and are supposedly close or, you know, it, it's something else that he did that Kyle didn't like. The fact is he's one of your best wide receivers and he shows it when he actually gets a rare opportunity. So you deciding that playing time is the punishment that he gets is just, it's crap. Like it, it punishes the team because the team is worse off because they're playing worse wide receivers at the NFL level. You don't do that. You know, unless the person is a distraction, you play them because that makes the team better. And the whole objective is to win. This isn't, you know, this isn't in the NFL. It's too late to teach life lessons. You know what I mean? It's, it's too late. Now there are certain situations that are extreme. You know, Vernon Davis and Mike, Michael Singletary sending him to the locker room. Yeah, that was deserved. That guy was an open distraction, was not giving any effort, and was taking everything for granted. You know, that's not the situation with Ayuk. The situation with Ayuk isn't a Terrell Owens in Philadelphia where they just refused to play him and told him to keep, stay away from the team because they decided to keep McNabb uh, in that situation and the locker room was so divided they told him to stay away. It's not that situation as far as we know. So what is going on? So I'm, I left this question up on the screen for a little while while you were talking. Kevin Zamora, watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page, says, do you guys feel that Kyle has lost the locker room? It's an important question to ask. I agree. Not yet. I think this Lance Garoppolo decision, to be honest with you, is a huge factor in that. Because if Kyle goes back to Jimmy and he struggles, that's it. You've lost the locker room. Like, it's, it matters to people. So I don't know who Kyle needs to talk to. I don't know, you know, get people's heads together, bring in some of the veteran guys, talk to Trent Williams, bring in some of the defensive guys especially, get your leaders in a room and say, hey, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? What are your criticisms, your complaints? You've got the bye week coming up. Figure it out. And if this, if he goes backwards and goes back to Jimmy Garoppolo for a single play, Levin, he can't be the coach anymore. He can't be the coach anymore because he will have shown he does not understand the urgency to develop Trey Lance. He just doesn't get it. And there's a management aspect to being a head coach. And if he goes back to Jimmy, he'll, he has shown that he fails in that area. And that's the most important area of your job when you're a head coach. Uh, yeah, I don't really disagree. I, I said on our uh, Gold Standard podcast that if Kyle is saying he's going back to Jimmy and say Jimmy gets healthy and he's out there, for this bye week practices and he's getting all the first team reps, you know, and you're once again putting Trey Lance to the point that he doesn't get any development to where Kyle even admitted it's really hard to develop because right. you don't get any reps if you're not the starter. That's where it is the extremely rare situation, you know, once a decade amongst all of the teams in the NFL that I would agree with the owner stepping in and saying, no, Trey Lance is the starter. If you don't start him, you will not be here after the season. Is this your burner, Chris Maldonado? We need to get Levin on the coaching staff. I don't care. Like I've said before, Levin Black is the truth. 100 big facts. Come on, man. How do you have time to type these comments when we're doing the show? That's what I want to know. I'll be right back. I got to go see what my wife is doing, see if she's <laughs> submitting questions or comments. <laughs> it is crazy. It, it's yeah. going to be interesting. This is the Kyle see. game. This is where the worm turned. Officially. Yeah. This is where I, the fan base is out and the fan base is saying, you better start winning or we don't want you as coach. But he can fix all that because if he, he plays Trey still, Lance going forward, it'll he'll get like an extension on that. I let's say this because I think we both agree on this. 
we're not completely out on Kyle Shanahan. We still think he can be a really, really good coach. Yep. We still think he can lead the Niners to a Super Bowl victory at yes. some point. Not this year, but at some point. Like, there's still that chance. The, but the problem is, is all the goodwill that he got from 2019, all of the passes that he's gotten in the previous years, they're gone. Yes. It is very much murky water right now where you don't know if he's actually a good coach. You don't know if he's the right guy right now. That's where we're at. We're not at the point of Kyle cannot be saved. We're just at the point of Kyle might not be it. If anything, I think that this um, shows that he's willing to adapt, right? Like he had never been this aggressive on fourth downs with Jimmy Garoppolo, never, or any other quarterback. It's weird that he like completely turned. It wasn't just he went forward on fourth and one. He went forward on a fourth and four. At one All point. of them almost. As long as it wasn't like fourth and 21 because of a holding <laughs> penalty, he went for it. The offense looked totally different than the Jimmy Garoppolo offense. They could say all did they we, want about how it's like. in this game? Yes. They had, I think, they. I know they had one for sure. Let it me might just, just double be one. check. Punting. Two. Mitch two. Wisnowski. Two punts for 97 yards. Mitch is like having an unbelievable year, but that's besides the point. But it's almost like, worth Ky- spending a fourth-round pick on a top punter, huh? <laughs> Kyle adapted, though, right? So he changed the scheme. So that's why, again, that, that gives me hope because that is he how they should He didn't change the scheme. He changed when he's willing to risk a play. Like, it's the no. same play calls. Well, he wasn't calling all his quarterback like, runs. With one one of them was literally the exact same play he ran, as we've mentioned. <laughs> well, that, but he wasn't calling all his quarterback powers with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, to me, he played the way, for the most part, the 49ers should play with a mobile quarterback. So that's why, like, again, I know people are mad at him, and I'm frustrated too. And I agree with you. It, you know, I'm not like, oh my God, we, Kyle Shanahan is definitely part of the future, but I still think he could be. And I want to see how he handles this quarterback thing, I want to see what he does. Because I think that he's going to say all the right things. He's got an easy, easy outlet. And all he's got to do is say Jimmy Garoppolo is not healthy enough yet. And no right. one's going to get on him. That, that's all he's got to say is that, uh, you know, Trey Lance is the starter for now. That's what he's got to say. Just say Trey Lance is the starter. We'll see where Jimmy is with his calf. Why doesn't he just say? You don't have to say Jimmy is definitely starting if when he gets healthy. Right. Like you don't have to say that. You can literally just say Trey Lance is the starter for the time being. We are still progressing with Jimmy's calf. You don't have to make a declaration that Jimmy gets gets the ball back. I don't understand why these head coaches don't say this. Hey, Trey Lance is starting quarterback. Jimmy's not healthy. And if Trey plays really good, he's going to be the starting quarterback going forward even when Jimmy Garoppolo gets healthy. Like, that, we all know that's the deal. That's happened a zillion times in the history of the NFL. Just say that. Just say, Jimmy's hurt, he can't play, Trey is in. If Trey is good, then guess what? We're going with Trey. We're going to, like, end of story. Then you end all this controversy. You end all this stuff. I, I just don't get it. I That's where I'm at. I don't get any part of what this offense has been this year. I don't get, like I said, any part. I, I don't get what's going on with the run game. I don't get what's going on with the offensive line both run blocking and pass blocking, because they haven't been good run blocking either. Like that's always been their saving grace is that they're one of the best run blocking teams, but they haven't been good there either. And I don't get what's going on with Kyle's play calling. You know, some of his play designs are really questionable. Um, I don't get what he's doing with being adamant that Jimmy gets the ball back. Like I I don't get any part of it. I'm just sitting here confused. I don't get it. Either Kyle Shanahan is listening to his other coaches too much or he's listening to them not enough. I don't know which one it is, but he just seems a little off this year. And I agree with you. I think you had the line of the show. This is the game. 
This is the game where the 49ers fan base has begun to turn on Kyle Shanahan because before it was always the excuses and everybody brought him out. Oh, the injuries, this, that, and the other thing. He didn't have a quarterback early on. The injuries, bad play, uh, bad calls by officials, offensive pass interference in the Super Bowl, whatever it was. All the excuses were there for Kyle Shanahan. Well, he has used those up. That equity is gone. He has burned through that goodwill. And now, every time they don't put up 30 points in the game, people are going to be saying, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. And I just want to point out, just because a play doesn't work doesn't mean necessarily that it was a bad play call, right? Not everybody executes their job on every play. Sometimes you have the perfect play call, but if you miss a block, if J.J. Watt blows it up in the backfield, you know, that's not on the head coach necessarily. But I know people don't want to hear that right now, Levin. This is all Kyle Shanahan's fault, and fire him and get the torches and pitchforks, and we'll see you outside Levi's Stadium. Yeah, it's put up or shut up time to make it a short short little synopsis there. It's put up or shut up time for Kyle Shanahan as a head coach of the 49ers. I mean, that's all there is to it. The Man. results have to come now. Don't look like they're coming, Levin. <laughs> Doesn't like, look like they're coming. I guess, those- I guess we should clarify, because I know some idiot will respond with this. We're not saying that the Niners have to make the playoffs or Kyle Shanahan is gone. We're saying that if the team continues to regress, you still see the mental mistakes. You still see him refusing to play Trey Lance and the team is not developing and getting better for 2022 despite the losses. Then it's time to start thinking about maybe Kyle Shanahan shouldn't be the coach of this team. If they're still losing, but the team is showing progress, that's a different story. This team could still finish 7-10, and 10, and I would be confident Kyle Shanahan is the person. It all depends on the progression of yep. a lot of different players, but obviously paramount is Trey Lance. This is my official position, let it be known here, before we call it a night. Kyle needs to go at Lance the rest of the way. If he doesn't, this should be his last year coaching the team, if he does not get that. But. Here's where I am. Start Lance the rest of the year. I don't care what happens. Then I give Kyle one more year with Trey Lance where he has a full offseason to prepare. He's got a year of experience in the league. And if Kyle doesn't have a good season in 2022, then the 49ers have to think about moving on. But that's what needs to be done. That is my official Kyle Shanahan position. Is that reasonable? I think it's reasonable. It To me, it just depends. Like I, I am not... I am not sitting here. Well, you know, I keep thinking about it and I feel like it, it's such a controversial take to be full on. Like if Kyle goes back to Jimmy during this bye week, he's gone no matter what. But then at the same time, I think it through and it's like, how the hell could he ever go back to Jimmy? If he does, he's a moron and you don't want a moron as your head coach. So like, I keep thinking, cause you've said it on our gold standard too, that that's like a co- controversial take. And I'm not quite that far down the road with you. But then every time I think it through, I go, uh, yeah, I could see myself being there if he's that dumb and goes back to Jimmy. Like, I just I just don't know how you how you would ever do it. This is a take that infuriates me. DJ C2X watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. If you move on from Kyle, who do you bring in? That is such a terrible attitude to have. Who do you get? Anybody else, because guess what? Every other team that's won a Super Bowl has done it without Kyle Shanahan. Just pointing that out. So it can be done without Kyle Shanahan. Like, I, whole... I don't think he's being 
I guess you're implying some kind of snarkiness behind his comment. I don't know if he's being snarky. No, just here's my. Here, it's a legitimate question. No, it's if you not. Don't, if you, you don't run an interview process and pick the best guy, that's who, or, or woman, that's who you bring in. That's the answer. Like you don't need to know right now. You don't need to have it lined up immediately. You go through the process. Hire Eric Bieniemy if you want a name. Great. Give me Eric Bieniemy. His offense looks pretty good in Kansas City. Like you don't need to know right now. What you need to decide is. Is the guy you have good enough? Yes or no? If he's not, get him out. Then you worry about who to get in. I, I hate that. It's the same thing people say with quarterbacks. Well, if you bench him, if you get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo, who do you get? You get somebody. You go through the process. I, I hate that attitude. <laughs> uh, just as long as we agree, it's definitely not Greg Roman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about this? I've seen that thrown out there due to his athletic ability. Hell AZ- No. AZ cards, Phoenix Suns on God says 49ers still a good team and can make the wild card. Uh, I don't know. There's two words missing there. 49ers still can be a good team. True. They're not good right now. Do they have the talent to get there? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Do I have a lot of confidence they will? Not really because at this, it's hard to get an undisciplined team to suddenly be disciplined. True. Dominic Sorrentino watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Happens once a show. Jimmy is 24-10 and 10 as a starter. You guys are crazy. Do you know anything about football? What's well, actually, the record the last four years that Jimmy right. has been the starter? I think he's 10-8. and Injuries eight. matter. You don't just get to go, well, he didn't play, so it doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, he's 10-8, and eight, I think, in his last 18 games. So that's two yeah. games over 500. So don't give me – if you want to give me quarterback record, which is a dumb, ridiculous way to do it, you gotta. You can't just all you know count 2019 and ignore everything else. Like it all counts. Like you said, Levin. It all goes into the bucket. So forget this Jimmy Garoppolo record garbage. Okay. If Jimmy Garoppolo is so good, how come nobody else wanted him? You think the 49ers really wanted to carry Jimmy Garoppolo and his 24 million dollars coming into the season? You don't think they would have traded him if they got a decent offer? Nobody wanted him. Nobody wanted him. Enough with that. Enough. It. It's. Even worse, like 24 and 10, but there's something I think they said at the beginning of the game. There's something like 8 and 28 without him. Well, okay, so he's missed a lot more games than he's played. That's never a good thing. Like, you can't count on it. And guess what? He's injured again. That's why he's not playing. He's injured once again. Like, you cannot count on him. This is now year four of him being the full-on starter, and three out of those four years he's had injuries. At the quarterback position – that is not something that can be tolerated, period. I don't care how good the person is when they're healthy. If they miss more than 50% of their games, you can't sit there and pay them and continue to count on them. And if you're the starting quarterback, you have to be counted on because pretty much no team in history has had two great quarterbacks other than extremely rare situations where you had Steve Young behind Joe Montana and you had Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre. And you had Andrew Luck behind Peyton Manning. No, you didn't. Well, you had one year Curtis Painter, but Manning got hurt that year. Yeah, but you had Andrew Luck was not on the team. They got Andrew Luck because of Curtis Painter being the starter. Right, because Peyton got hurt, and then they had, to, they had to have that. But basically, Luck succeeded Manning there. I mean, yeah, he succeeded. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about because Jimmy is always injured. You would have to have a really, really good quarterback behind him oh, I to make that okay, be worthwhile. You know what I mean? And so he has to be on the roster at the same time is what I'm saying. And that's not something that ever really happens. 
And I would argue Brett Favre wasn't good anymore when Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was backing him up. But that's so a different story. This is a, the frustrating thing for me. So you always hear stuff when you watch the game broadcast. You got to listen close because, you know, they have these production meetings with the broadcast crew and and the coaches they say some things in these meetings that they won't say at a press conference and before the game right. i can't remember who it was uh some member of the crew maybe it was laura um now i can't remember her name laura oakman uh who said that kyle shanahan told her that they didn't want to play lance at all this year they didn't want him to start this year at all when you have Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback, why would you draft a guy that you don't want to start right away? Like, you really thought you were going to get through the year with Jimmy? Like, some of the, the logic behind these decisions is is asinine to me. It's just, it, it doesn't make, when you say it out loud, how could you then go with that plan when you hear it? It's like, stunning. Uh, yeah, and I mean, we both commented on it. Uh, somebody that's part of our network said that they never planned to play Aaron Aaron Banks this year. They drafted him to develop him for next year. Well, why the hell would you yeah. draft a guard in the second round and not plan to play him when you know the guard you have starting currently isn't very good? Like, that's just mismanagement if that's what the case is, which I don't think either one of us truly agrees with that. I think they hoped Banks could start this year. But he's been a – yeah. It, like, you don't draft a guard in the second round and say, well, we'll use him next year. And that guy that's really bad who's starting for us will just have to start another year that, where we want to contend. Like, what? Like, no. Think about that. Think about how bad Daniel Brunskill has been. Yeah. And then and think Banks Aaron Banks is dress. worse. He can't, can't even, even dress. dress. Yeah. Like, so then, but then you also think that that guy who's not good enough to beat out AAF Daniel Brunskill is going to magically be amazing in year two when he hasn't even played? Like, the the developmental process is broken in San Francisco, and I don't want to keep talking about it because I'm just going to keep getting mad, and it's getting late, and I have a ton of work to do tonight. So, Levitt, thank you very, very much. Thank, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really do appreciate it. We remind you again, please rate, review, subscribe. I know it, you're busy and you got stuff going on, but if you could take just a quick second, drop us a rating and a review. It really does make a huge, huge difference for us. We have been crushing it. You have been coming out and supporting us like never before in the history of Niners Nation. We've had four months back to back to back to back, the biggest months we've ever had. That's all due to you, and it's due to hosts like you, Levin. So thank you for all your hard work coming on here on Sundays and Thursdays and basically anytime I need you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, just keep sending the checks, and I'll keep showing up. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. This week is going to be an interesting week. The Niners are lucky they have a bye because Kyle can put off this quarterback decision. Agreed. But pay attention to what they say. This could be a turning point in the entire tenure of the of John Lynch, of Kyle Shanahan, of everything happening with the 49ers right now. So we'll be with you every step of the way. Thank you again. Have a good night, everybody, and we will talk to you next week.